Hello, and welcome back to another edition of YCT Matters. This is Carol Platt-Liebau, the president of Yankee Institute. And today we are very fortunate to be joined by Chris Albrecht. And Chris is the chairman and the CEO of Albrecht Stainless Steels and Special Metals Incorporated. And that is one of the largest private companies in Connecticut with about 300 employees or so. And we feel very honored that he has agreed to make himself available to talk to us a little bit about running a business in Connecticut. And Chris, thanks so much for taking time to join us on YCT Panders. Carol, thank you very much. Good to be here. Well, thank you. We thought, you know, given that you are someone who runs uh, something mm-hmm. that's very obviously a major and important business here in Connecticut, that you know, it would really be wonderful for our listeners to have the benefit of your insights about running a business in Connecticut. Um, just to get us started as a little bit of background, I had actually seen a, a poll by the Freedom Economy Index, and I was fascinated to see that while over 75% of red state business owners say they're happy in their current location, only about 30% of blue state employers say the same. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. And you're someone who has done a really great job of running a business here in Connecticut. So I thought just it would be great to hear your thoughts on some of the positive things, some of the challenging things. Will you tell us a little bit about your business? What does it do? And and just give us some of the background. Sure. Um, well, let's see. Tell you a little bit. We're headquartered in North Haven, Connecticut, founded by my grandfather in 1924. We're family owned, fourth generation, no equity group money with the same family owning the for 100 years, which is a remarkable achievement. And, it uh, really is. Between, you know, the uh, everybody wants you to be sold, the banks, the lawyers, uh, accountants, you know, every you know, the, the tax authorities. So, you know, we have over 700 employees worldwide. We're, we have a large sales and technical staff. And uh, we're, we're a worldwide global representation with service centers. You know, we're 100 years old. We're celebrating our 100th anniversary here. This this year, we've got different events uh, going on, different open houses, different gifts. So it's an exciting time. And so what what does Albrick do? So stainless steels and special metals. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah. So what happens is customers who make parts, uh, we're we're a development partner. Uh, We help people develop their part. We do everything a steel mill does, but melt. We do everything else. 165 alloys custom tempers, metallurgical support. So we're a development partner making the person's uh, part better. Matter of fact, there's a hypodermic needle part that we help design with the customer and we save them 30% scrap. So they're very happy with us. And of course, it's a critical part being in in the medical industry. And we're also a supply chain partner. You hear about a lot of supply chains and all the problems. Well, people like us help uh, with solutions with that. So those two things uh, are key. We supply metal, people make parts. Fire extinguisher part above your head, airbags in your car, uh, medical instruments, hypodermic needles, the list goes on and on. Uh, Medical catheters, uh, medical wire, solar parts, downwell drilling parts uh, for oil and gas, or on some of the new technology on the uh, fission reactors and things like that. And it's an exciting time. And we're on all the EV cars and 
uh, and all the changes that are happening with that with the batteries. And so we have about 10 companies worldwide, and we're involved in all these markets, aerospace, appliances, automotive, chemical processing, industrial, medical, oil and gas. We are improving lives with more than metal. People who have heart pacer cans, there's 80% chance that they have it from Wallingford, Connecticut. So this is interesting. You and I have talked before. We're in Connecticut. We're also in South Carolina. There's advantages in both places. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Sure. So, you know, we're optimistic souls, Chris. There's sunshine in our soul. So let's talk a little bit first about what, what are some of the positive things about being in Connecticut? Well, first of all, being here for 100 years, Miriam, Wallingford, North Haven have been good to us. We need technical people, good long-term people, team players, and a lot of them are here. There's a, you know workforce development that has helped. The, the chambers have helped. We're active with the chambers. There's a lot of help out there. CBIA, if it wasn't for our teammates, uh, we would not be successful. We would not make 100 years. And also the technical aspect of our, of our product. We're in all the spacecraft. For every lunar landing site, six of them, we have 300 pounds at each site. Yeah, so we're technical and the people are here. We're in Wallingford. Electricity is very good in Wallingford. Eh, some of the other parts of the state, not so much. So those, I think those are some of the positives. Uh, so now let's talk because, you know, at Yankee Institute, we are committed to medium-sized and small businesses. And we care about good people who've worked hard, who have a legacy, like you do, like Albrecht Stainless Steels and Special Metals do, you know, being able to thrive and being able to prosper. Because, I mean, this is something that's important to you. You could have sold out a million times over and done very well. And instead, you know, this is something you care about and you want to be excellent. You want to excel. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the things that confront you here um, that, that you think people who have have the ability to do something about it, what are some of the challenges that greet you uh, on the Connecticut policy landscape? Well, there's a couple. Uh, what's hitting the news last week was the electricity and all this stuff. It was interesting. Uh, I met with one of the presidents of one of the utilities and I had my bill, you know, there's like 10, 12 different taxes on it. Yep. You know, seriously. What? And, and a lot of these are passed by the state legislature. Some of it's federal, but you know, are they all necessary? I mean, this latest deal with Millstone for 10 years, people knew it was coming down. And here it is. Another, I don't know, $700 million out of uh, consumers' pockets yep. uh, because of some of the decisions were made. So I don't know. I, th I think, you know, state legislature, the, you got to listen to experts. If they say, hey, you need a pipeline through here, maybe we do need it, you know, instead of saying, eh, yeah, maybe right. we It's not wait. green. Yeah, or something. No, Just we can kick it down, down the road for 20 years. Well, yeah. and I think that's part of the problem. Connecticut has explained to me that, yeah, there's these pipes coming in, but they're too small for everything. Right. Yeah, we need more pipelines. We need more power, power transmission poles and things like that. The other thing that's near to my heart is um, medical. And we, we insure 1,100 lives, costs about a million dollars a month. Uh, this is nationwide. Price 60% of it's in Connecticut. We work for our medical. I, I work to, to, to make sure our teammates have good medical insurance because it's so important for them Yeah, that they want to work hard for, for our family and for themselves getting things done in the factory, well, I think I owe it to them that we have the best medical insurance around. 
and we do that. Uh, and of course, it's a tough system. It's a monopoly. There, there's what right. uh, 28 hospitals, and I think they're 70 percent are owned by two Hartford yep. and Yale. And you know, when there's competition, things are usually better. And now the new drugs coming out. We we had I sat through a seminar on uh, gene therapy. One million, two million, three and a half million dollar drug. You know what happens with uh, something like that uh, to somebody's to our plan if if people have to get those drugs and 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 there's not assistance out there by the state or federal government. Can you imagine a state of Connecticut plan? Matter of fact, there's a new drug. Uh, somebody told me that they're on. It's five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. It's five thousand dollars a month, yeah. and it's, it's advertised on TV. I saw like twenty ads for it. I wonder why they can afford to to advertise. You know, it's five thousand a month. Well, hopefully these drugs help people, but but it is. You know, can you imagine Connecticut's plan? You know, a couple. You know, they have a five thousand dollar drug with one hundred fifty thousand people. Oh my God, it's going to be up forty percent. You know, yeah. So so we need help from the federal government, state government. I'm on one of the boards with the OHS, with the governors. Um, has this OHS committee and trying to help Connecticut find some solutions on some of this. So those are two two big things in Connecticut. And then, of course, workforce development. We're mm-hmm. 93,000 people short. Electric boat needs 5,000 people a year each year. And, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy that to find people. We have lots of long-term people. We don't have as many problems as a lot of people do. But there's still issues when it's 93,000 short. And we still, I don't think, recovered all the jobs since 2009. Uh, I think we're just about even. We're, we're just about there. Yep. Just, just there. barely. Yeah. Just barely, barely crossing the threshold. Yep. You know, and that's too bad because I saw the governor speak once. He said, you know what? Why people have jobs because they're taxpayers. You know, can you imagine 93,000 people? There's job openings for 93,000. And if the people were there, that's more people paying taxes, more right. people working, taking care of their families, paying for medical insurance and, and not bad debt at the hospital. So. We need people. Yes. Have you ever thought of doing what so many other people have felt forced to do and just saying, you know, maybe maybe South Carolina is our place? Well, we bought, we bought a company in South Carolina in 2001, and they do some different things than what we do. Yeah. Um, we're heavy capital intensive and heavy- I mean, we're uh, grateful you haven't. Put it that way. We love and, we love the fact that, that you're here. And, and we're heavy technical- technical with technical people. You know, we find people in Connecticut easier than we find in South Carolina, believe it or not, from where we are. We're in the kind of the farmlands. And, uh, you know, people want to work in Greenville. They don't want to work an hour and 20 minutes south of Greenville. Oh, I see. You mean in the the place, yeah, where you're located in South Carolina. So we have have some we have some uh, job issues more in South Carolina than here. Not you know not to not not to say that there are some open positions, but um, and and our equipment, you know, it's three stories high, one story above the uh, the ground, two stories below, so it's not like you dig it up and move it. Yeah, pretty. So no, so we're here, we're here for the long term, but we also have expanded other places to, you know, so to serve the local community in that area in Mexico, Canada, Austria. We have office in China, sell to Europe. We sell 
70 countries in the world. You know, if you if you had one thing you could tell the legislature, Chris, what would it be? I mean, what would you what would you say? This is this is one way that you could really make my life easier. Well, I think well, legislature people should uh the senators and the representatives should visit manufacturing companies, big, small, very small, and understand their problems. So like just like this family leave, it's 50 people plus, and I hear they want to change it to, a, you know, a lower number. I'm not sure what that number is, but if there's four people in the office and three of them are family leave, it's it's kind of a hard, hard thing to do. Yes. You know, and it's funny with the, the family leave, we, you know, we had uh, short-term insurance that covered a lot of those requirements. So in some cases, it wasn't necessary for, uh, you know, the large companies do some of that. So maybe there was a way to have companies buy short and long-term insurance and you didn't have to do the family leave. I knew there there's some special exemptions in family leave for things though. I know that that doesn't fit completely with what I'm what I'm saying. So visit yeah. manufacturers, visit small, large, and and I think the the labor committee uh you know work on the real important things, not you know, not uh 30, 40 things that you throw against the wall and two of them stick or something. I I mean you know, you rep, they represent all of the state, all the state workers, not private and public. So not not just the, you know, 1% unemployed or something, you know, they represent everybody. Keep everybody in mind as you pass some of these initiatives and and um, and mandates and, and things like that. I, I think I think just look under yeah. the covers a little bit. I think there's there's more details to it's easy to say. uh you know, let's let's cover everybody. Up, you know, five people, or I'm not sure what the proposal is right, right now. Right. Um, but there's consequences to that, you know, and and then there's consequences who we let too. By the way. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I I do wish that all these legislators would come and talk to people like you and other business owners because sometimes I I think you know with the best intentions. Some of them come up with these ideas and they don't realize what the impact is on the ground and that a lot of these mandates and a lot of these regulations have unintended consequences and that they can actually, in the end, hurt as many people as they help, number one. Number two, they don't really have a full grasp of the fact that people like you, you know, you do care about your employees. It isn't some kind of Marxist world where you have sort of the proletariat and the means of production, and you're there to squeeze and exploit every bit of work out of your workers, that you know these people, you care about them, you care about their lives, you care about their families. Our employees' paychecks are only so big, and our coffers are so big. And, you know, there's only so many benefits. And I just named, you know, medical. Medical could go up you know, 10, 15 percent a year if these high-cost drugs uh, really, really kick in. Now, hopefully they're working and don't do operations too, right? Uh, and uh, electricity, this electric, this electricity problem sounds like this is, this is for, you know, a yeah. decade, we're going to have these problems. And there's two major costs right there. Uh, yeah. Never mind, you know, some of the taxes and stuff like that. But fortunately, you know, there are some guardrails. And uh, finally, in, in this state, uh, they're paying down some of the debt that that people, uh, you know, that some of the some of the, the pension debt and some of the debt, which which is a, a good thing. You know, I mean, yep. 
That's why we're very committed to making sure that some of these ideas that have been floated to get around the guardrails, that doesn't happen. I mean, they've got to stay in place, just like they all said last year. It matters. Well, again, there's consequences. 169 towns in in Connecticut. You know, I I believe, uh, you know, certain towns, a town near us in North Haven here, didn't pay into their pension for a number of years. And and their taxes are double uh, North Haven. You know, and there's so there's consequences to when you don't do the right thing. Um, yes. You know, and uh, but but there are well, and there's challenges out there. This this medical is big. Well, I'm really grateful to you, Chris. It's very helpful to have a real, you know, on the ground understanding of a lot of the problems, a lot of the challenges and, you know, a lot of the positive things um, that really come with having a significant business here in Connecticut. And as Albrecht Stainless Steels and Special Metals celebrates its 100th birthday, it is a really lovely thing to have the opportunity to hear a little bit more about it and to know more of the things that you're doing there. And so I don't know that I will ever look at a a little syringe or a little bit of wire or any of the many, many things that you are working to produce there quite the same way. But we are very grateful for you sharing your time and your expertise with us. Well, thank you. And you know, I I offer uh, a visit to any of the state state representatives to to come through our. They, some of them have in the past. The uh, the governor has a couple times. So please come on down. Come on Wonderful. down. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we are okay. always happy to connect any of them who are interested. So yes. Chris, we are please. so grateful for your time and grateful for your expertise. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Chris Albrick, the chairman and CEO of Albrick Stainless Steels and Special Metals Incorporated out of North Haven, Connecticut, uh, with obviously a number of, uh, of, of, of outlets uh, around the world and around the country celebrating its 100th birthday this year. And Chris, we wish you safe and happy travels as you go about to your various uh, branches. And thank you so much for spending this time and sharing your insights today. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. And we thank all of you who've joined us today. This is Carol platt Lebow, president of Yankee Institute. And we'll talk with you again on the next edition of YCT Matters. I'll show-